0: noticed that if you go on Facebook or any pharmacist group you've got a lot of complaining you've got people talking about it's the end of days pharmacy is a dead profession and all of this stuff that's really inspiring but despite that while some of it may be true embellished but true there's also pharmacists that are leading the change you see them on social too They're making massive waves. They're putting in innovation to change, to look at the problems in their profession, in their specific niche, to take their passion and innovation and create a solution. The people that actually love what they do. How does that happen? How can I get that? Well, I'm reflecting on 10 years of my career as a full-time community pharmacist and also looking back on the hundreds of interviews that I've done over the years on the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. And I wanted to share this with you because it's something that I think will really give you a lot of value. Because while not everyone does the same thing, I did notice that in those I interviewed's careers and my own, there were three main intentions that really set pharmacists up for a successful career that was fulfilling, drove outcomes for their patients, and allowed them to turn their job into a career they were passionate about. These three things aren't a guarantee, but I can guarantee if you don't do them, you're going to be selling yourself short. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. Welcome back, FitFarm fam, to another dose of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. If you're looking to create a breakthrough in your pharmacy career and script your brand to stand out and dispense your full potential, this podcast channel is where I share not only what will effectively equip you to do just that, but how to practically implement these into your life. And I'm going to go on a real talk tangent real quick. They say knowledge is power, but that's not true. Knowledge is potential power. It's putting that knowledge into practice that matters and gets you the results that you want. Complexity is the enemy of execution, of doing the thing you know what to do, but don't do it. Oftentimes, it's because they all got it twisted and too complicated. And that's my job for you as your guide to give you simple solutions for what actually works based on the evidence I've created in my 10-year career as a full-time pharmacist and coach for helping others become the hero of their pharmacy story. If this is your first time listening, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss a dose of the real talk we dispense every week to help you make the biggest impact in your career and sphere of influence for your personal brand and pharmacy. Now, if you have been listening to the podcast and you've taken anything away, taken something that has helped you, planted a seed to think differently, or enjoyed the amazing guests we've had on the show over the years, I strongly encourage and just ask you, to leave a rating and review on iTunes to show your support. I would not be here if it wasn't for this amazing community. And please know that you might think that it's just a quick review. It doesn't matter. It's just one thing. But it does matter so much. And your review is what helps get this message to more pharmacy students and pharmacists who feel stuck. Are struggling you see them you know them maybe you are one of them students that aren't sure how to break through pharmacists who are just fed up and feel like they're in a corner with no way out if you have ever felt that way and wish you had a mentor or someone to help you through those tough times that's exactly why I launched this podcast, and your review on iTunes is what you can do to support this podcast to reach the people in our profession who may need them the most. Your review honestly matters that much. So please drop a rating and review. It lets me know that this helped and fuels us to keep creating more content just like this episode for the future of pharmacy. The Gen Z pharmacist that will innovate and inspire us all. If you've tried these before, I want to challenge you to make a new commitment to these three things on a daily basis. And here's the real talk. You can BS a lot of people, but you can never BS yourself. So if you hear these and think, oh, I've tried that before, I challenge you to get into the mindset of mastery repetition is the mother of skill so if you intentionally go into every single day with these three things and checking in consistently i promise you will notice a shift in your career there are a lot of people out there that aren't in the right place uh you know how some people are just like made for community they've got they've got that personality but then on the flip side someone should never be in a community pharmacy it's like a certain personality thing you know your skills need to be put into practice so that your passion, your hard work that you've put in through the years through pharmacy school and all the debt and sacrifice that you've put in to get there. Yes, you need to make sure that there's a fit, but provided there is, if you're enjoying your job or just like going through the motions, I challenge you if you do these three things, it will flip your script on an average job to a fulfilling career. So here's these three things. These are things that I've noticed every single successful pharmacist that I've interviewed and met, on some level, they do these three things. And I, for sure, went into intentionally, and I'm not perfect, I've got my days, but I make it intentionally to do these three things to make sure that I show up as my best and I'm always trying to progress. So here are the three tips that you need to put into practice to really live a fulfilling career as a pharmacist. The first thing is to realize what I call a dose of humility. It's not about you. It's not about you. Yes, you're a doctorate. You got that farm DO. You put in years. You sacrificed. Maybe you worked three jobs through pharmacy school like I did to pay. Maybe you went into debt $150,000 to get your degree, which is the average. But. Given all those facts, it's not about you. You are there to serve, not to have others serve your ego, proving a point, flexing your power muscle, your authority. No, no. If you do that, that's the fastest way to tick off your staff, the fastest way to develop a disconnect with your patients. And then you're going to start wondering, why does everyone hate me? And if you're in that kind of environment, you're not going to last very long. So just, just realize this and check into yourself for real, just as a broad statement, but I'm gonna go a little deeper in this. It's not about you. You're there to serve, not have others serve your ego. Now, what, what else do you mean about the Adam? Like, of course I serve, I fill scripts, I counsel, all this stuff. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Here's where people get this twisted. Think about this. You're in a pharmacy. What types of people who are patients go to a pharmacy? Are they people who are having the time of their lives and just like hit the lotto and they're just having such an amazing time. They want to go to the pharmacy to celebrate like life. They're on a roll in life. Everything's perfect. And they want to go in the pharmacy to see you. No, that's cray cray. People that come into the pharmacy have dealt with trauma. They either got out of surgery. Their wife was in a car wreck and they're there to pick up their meds. Maybe their neighbors, uh, older, maybe their neighbors are older and, and their husband died. So they're picking up stuff for their neighbor and they, they're just overwhelmed with grief and don't know what to do. Or they got bit by a dog and they're freaking out. It's limitless. But do you see the picture I'm painting? The reality of what we are there to do, who the, we're there to serve. People that come to the pharmacy are not having a good day. And this is not rocket science, but oftentimes we get tripped up because when people that are coming into the pharmacy are dealing with a lot and either don't know how to handle those emotions, don't have an awareness of that, or they're just having such a bad day, they're not even aware that their tone and what they say can be projected towards you. If you get offended that someone's being short with you or whatever, You need to realize it's not about you. Hear me and hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying stand there and take abuse and just let like, oh yeah, keep going. No, you know there's a line. You guys know where that is, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. The tonality, the shortness, all those things that can come out when you're having a bad day. Perhaps even someone you know really well Can do that from time someone like you have you ever changed your tone or your length of answers or your responsiveness when you were in not so good of a mood that's right so i want you to really take this to heart and when someone's acting that way again provided it's not crossing that line realize that it's not about you and when you do that you can show up in a different way because you can look at that as recognizing they're not having a good day and how do you respond to someone that's in that state that's in pain that's hurting that's that's like their heart's bleeding perhaps instead of giving it right back perhaps we show up with kindness with compassion with love by just something simple a few choice words a smiley sticker you guys know i'm all about that but Imagine the dynamic that will change and the trust they'll have because I can tell you guys this from a decade of experience. There's a line, but provided it's within that. When a patient comes in and does that and I just overly show kindness, not in like a kill them with kindness, like um, fight back mechanism, but genuine, like just really showing empathy. Now I'm not perfect. I don't nail all these interactions, but I'm telling you, It creates a shift of awareness and what often happens is that person will call or come back the next day or after a certain time and say I need to talk to the pharmacist yo I I just wanted to apologize I was going through really hard time and I, I, I was reflecting and I realized that you were just trying to help and I was being whatever and you just kept being nice and I just wanted to say I'm sorry and I appreciate your staff you guys know that that's happened in your career sure the other sides happen but Imagine if we have the opportunity to shift that around by how we choose to show up because it's not about you. I urge you to think about that. Like burn that in your brain, especially when you're having that situation where there's a heated moment, we'll call it. Use that as a trigger not to react, but as a trigger to pause and reflect and recognize that maybe this person is really hurting inside and they don't know how to express it. Again, there's a line, you guys know what I mean. But what if you show up in a different way? Imagine the seed that would plant in that person's mind, in that person's rapport with you. Do it, try it, see what happens. I am so excited to present to you Gen Z Pharmacist this book has been in the works for four years and not only will walk you through in a step-by-step format how to dominate pharmacy school and script your dream career but it also includes 22 interviews from the most impactful professionals in our profession you know one of the first things I thought of as I read through this book was Wow, I wish I would have had this available to me in pharmacy school. And I graduated back in 2008, but what an incredible, timeless resource that is all about how to make the most out of your time as a pharmacy student, and how to really prepare yourself and get ready to make that transition into new practitioner life. If you guys are in pharmacy school currently, or you know, even those of you who have graduated and have started your careers, I would highly recommend that you check out this book, everything from you know self-care, uh, exercise, and keeping up with you know your health and and making sure that your uh, mental well-being and all that is in place, as well as all kinds of different career opportunities. Just wanted to tell you guys quickly about this book, Gen Z Pharmacist. It's actually I think a great resource and something I wish I had when I was in pharmacy school. Um, especially there's a there's a part in here. Uh, Part two, where it talks about um, experts and the different fields that they're practicing in. And I think it's just something that I really wish I would have access to um, when I was in pharmacy school, kind of thinking through what I want to do with my career. It's a great resource. I definitely highly recommend. This book, Adam has poured his heart into for the past four years. And it's something for a budding pharmacist or someone interested in the field of pharmacy that could really, really help them and it involves a lot of different interviews from people from every field of pharmacy that you can ever think of. What an amazing book. After I finished reading this, I thought to myself, wow, I wish I had this when I was back in pharmacy school. Brings so much value, answers so many of those unknown questions, and really, to me, gives you a competitive edge early on because the things in this book, it probably took me five years to learn out in the field. So absolute must read, great job, Adam. Hey guys, I am just checking out this book by Dr. Adam Martin. Goes through some great examples of some successful pharmacists uh, to really give you some great inspiration as you're thinking about what you want to do when you finish pharmacy school. So it's a great book for you to check out and um, hope all of the pharmacy students will get a copy and be prepared for the Gen Z Pharmacist. Um, What Adam really did with this book is tie all those sources together and make it very easy for a student to figure out how to network, figure out how to find the right mentor for them, figure out how to manage their stress levels. I wish it was something that I had access to when I was in pharmacy school. Um, It probably would've helped me gear my career towards where I am right now significantly faster. And I think it will definitely help you get a very good idea of where you want your career to go. The second tip And this goes across any industry, whether you're a pharmacist that's been practicing 20 years, 10 years, new grad, you're an intern, maybe you're a pre-pharmacy student trying to listen to this podcast and get some intel. Here's a second tip. If you don't do this, maybe not short term, but long term, it will destroy your career. But if you do do this and commit to it every single day with this mindset, you will create a competitive advantage. And that is get obsessed with improving. That's right. But be careful. When I say get obsessed with improving, I'm not talking about your staff or your techs or other people. I'm talking about you. That's right. What's the best way to improve other people? To improve yourself because you literally lead by example. So if you are raising the bar and following through, not just barking orders and being a boss, but following through, through actions and leading through actions by being a leader, they're going to notice. And guess what? They are going to rise to that standard. Maybe not all of them, maybe not all at once, but I have seen this happen. Talking to pharmacists, this is how you implement changes to a staff. And I'm going to tell you, if you go to a new pharmacy that's uh, been a certain type of way for a while, you know what I mean? It's not going to be overnight. It's going to take persistent patience. But when you commit to improving every day in your knowledge with new medications coming out, maybe you like really diving in and going all clinical about all the trials and all the new medications, and you're following my buddy Mike Corvino on Core Consult RX as your go to resource for staying on top and staying up to date with all the stuff. Mike's my bro, he's been super passionate. Part of his personal brand stemmed from this tip, becoming obsessed with improving, just on a, another level, respect that guy. But that's what can happen. If you take that tip and expand it, you can become so invaluable when you put it into practice and share it, you can help more people than yourself because back to number one, it's not about you. Constantly improve. Now, I said be careful. The first reason I said be careful is because I'm not saying constantly improve your staff or constantly improve other people. I'm talking about you. But the second thing is you need to recognize that it's sharpening your skill set, not defining your self identity or your self worth. This is something that uh, I, this is like where my brand is at because I see so many amazing pharmacists. Real talk, like I'm not, like this is real. They're so much more intelligent than me. They've got so much more skill sets. They, they're, they're just to the, to the kill with information and, and skills and connections and all this. But they focus on the unmet expectations and they start tying that to their self worth and identity. I'm not a good pharmacist unless I do this. Unless I do all these things and cure diabetes yesterday, I'm terrible. And then they start bleeding that into their identity and their self-worth. And work starts to bleed into home life. And that's where we start to get burnout. One of the reasons. And people leaving and resigning the profession and having anxiety attacks and panic attacks and all this stuff. So yes, it's good to consistently approve. Not just drug knowledge, by the way. I'm talking about personal development. How do you interact with people? Do you know how each of your techs individually prefer to communicate? It's not you go in and set down the standard or like lay down the law, and if y'all don't comply, you're screwed. Uh-uh. I mean, you can do that, but you, can, you see what happens. But if you take that and cater it to a different learning style that each individual technician is receptive to, some are receptive to walking them through step-by-step. Some don't like that and feel it's overbearing. So they want just here's what to do, I can handle it. You know what I'm talking about. But you won't know that unless you personally learn about yourself and your staff. How can you consistently innovate? What's going on, the changes, the struggles that your staff are voicing to you? What can you do? Don't cast blame and say policy doesn't allow within your means, but how can you take ownership? to improve that through innovation, through your experience. Consistently improve your skills, yourself, your leadership style, your communication style, how you take ownership, how you lead, all the things. Don't get it overwhelmed. And I'm going to tell you this. This is where people get overwhelmed. They get overwhelmed with this tip when they try to do too many things at the same time without giving themselves enough time. People get overwhelmed because they try to do too many things at the same time without giving them enough time. So they're like, oh, I'm going to read this personal development book and I'm going to read five trials and uh, oh yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do a podcast interview uh, and I'm going to have it all done by bedtime tonight. That's going to cause some stress, right? So pace yourself accordingly, but make sure that you're consistently improving. If you show up with that intention, you won't go wrong. My third and final tip is I love this. Like this is where the magic happens for real. And uh, I've done a few podcast episodes sharing what I've done in this realm because it's just helped so many people. Uh, and, And it's awesome because again, tying these two tips, all three together, really. It's not about you. So how can you improve what's going down? How can you make it about the patient? Be obsessed with improving. That's number two. Constantly improve, constantly innovate, constantly make things better. Uh, yourself. That's where it starts from. But then the third thing is where you take those two and really put it into practice. And that is, how can you make every moment magic for someone that you're serving? This could be some, a patient. This could be a colleague. This could be anyone that you work with. But how can you make a moment magical, especially in bonus points if it's not expected. So what do I mean by not expected? So it's someone's birthday. You, you know, get a card or a cake or whatever. Yeah, that, that's kind of, it's nice. It's kind of expected. But what I'm talking about is when it's not expected. And this comes through experience and knowing when it's appropriate and best and well-received to do this. But I'm telling you, when you do this, it's going to take your practice and the joy and just, just the, the funness up a notch every single day. When you look at every opportunity and just every day, like how can I make one person's day magical today? Maybe you know that a patient's going on vacation. So you just, um, you're, you're calling them for seeing if they need a refill or whatever. And you just say like, hey, I remember you telling me when I was counseling you on your medication the other day that you're going on vacation. Pretty sure that it's next week. I want you just to know that I'm wishing you safe travel. What did that cost you? how long did it take five seconds zero dollars but it made a lot of sense because you showed that you cared you showed that that person was important enough that you remembered those details and you showed compassion and just genuine like you showed that you listened and when people know that you listen they feel heard and when they feel heard they feel seen. When they feel seen, they feel valued. And when that happens, the relationship between provider and patient amplifies. And guess what happens when that happens? Outcomes are improved. If you're given advice or counseling to a patient that thinks you don't care about them, do you think they're gonna listen? But if they have this kind of rapport and you see that there's an intervention that really is needed, like, they, they're at a really high risk. They really need to be put on another medication. They don't want any more medication, but you know that it's for their good health. You've consulted with their doctor, and you want to ask their permission to reach out. Because they trust you, because they know you care, they will listen and consider that action rather than just saying, nope, no more meds, shutting it down, putting their health and future at risk. This is why this stuff matters. It's not about the warm fuzzies. It's about driving health and outcomes. And I'm telling you, if you do these three things in your practice, not from time to time, but every day, like as you're driving to work, that's a good time. As you're clocking in, you can maybe have a reminder on your phone that has just three tips. So let's say you start your shift at like 9am every day. 8.55, set an alarm every day. Goes off and all it says is three tips. Or not about you innovate make magic whatever, whatever simple that you can put into your put into your daily routine I'm telling you not only will your patients benefit your staff appreciate you more your work environment will get an upgrade imagine working where you love to work imagine being appreciated and respected to a higher degree than you are now even if you're super respected and everything else right now, you can take that to another level by what you choose to do. So these are three simple things, but I, I really, really challenge you to put these into practice. And something that's really special is I want to hear how this goes for you. For real. Maybe, maybe you got a little upset at some of these tips. Maybe you've tried these before and it didn't get an outcome you're looking for, but you're committed to trying it again. I want to know what happens when you do these things. I know I I shared in a podcast episode prior about my smiley stickers. That's how I put into practice the third tip. And it had so much impact around the world. Um, I've had people from four countries now write in and say, yo, I love your sticker thing. I I thought it was kind of like I laughed at it. I laughed at first. I'm not going to lie. But I said, what the heck? Spent five bucks, got some smiley stickers and I see magic every day and I, I smile now because I'm giving smiley stickers now I smile more. That's what I call a positive side effect. But I wanna hear from you guys. I wanna share your story to help other people know that it is within your control. You can make a difference. It all starts with you. This is how we can change pharmacy. One person at a time and that person is you. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Like I said, if you put these in the practice, I want to hear DM me on Instagram at the fit pharmacist. Let me know so that I can share your story and get that out so that other people can see how we do have the voice to make the change. It's going to start one person at a time. That is how we do this. We do it together. So when you share this, whether it's writing into me or sharing this episode on your favorite podcast platform or sharing this episode on social media, make sure you tag me so I can say thank you. That's why I do this stuff. I do this to share what really works, what's actually practical, what works out there, not in a textbook or some theory, but from a pharmacist that actually does it from all the pharmacists I've interviewed that say, this is how I got here, this is what I did, so that I can find the trends and share them with you so that you can maximize your time. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, this, was, this was fun. There's gonna be more episodes like this coming because uh, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of crap out there. Um, a lot of it's true, but we get what we focus on. I'm not saying ignore problems or turn a blind eye to something that needs addressed. But when we focus on the solutions, that's how we're going to solve the problems. This is Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. It all starts with you. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day, we break through. It's a day, we break through. It's a day, we break through. It's a day,